hopping from left to right and back again, ending up as chief editors of newspapers, television producers, high government functionaries, senators, and chamber deputies. Unable to change society, they'd changed themselves. Or perhaps they hadn't even needed to change, since in '68 they had only been play-acting, donning the costumes and masks of revolutionaries. That appointment of Carlo Martello Militello had really not gone down well especially because it had triggered another thought in his mind, by far the most troubling of all. But aren't you cut from the same cloth as these people you're criticizing? Don't you serve the same state you fought so ferociously at age eighteen? Or are you just bellyaching out of envy, since you're paid a pittance while they're earning billions? A gust of wind rattled the shutter. No, he wouldn't close it, not even at the command of the Almighty. Fazio was always hassling him about it. "'Chief, excuse me for saying so, but you're really asking for trouble. You not only live in an isolated house, you also leave your window open at night. So if anyone wants to do you harm, and there are people out there who do, they can come right in, whenever and however they please.' Then there was that other hassle named Livia. "'No, Salvo, not at night, no.' "'But don't you, in Bocadasse, sleep with the window open?' What's that got to do with anything? First of all, I live on the third floor, and secondly, in Bocadasse, we don't have all the burglars you have here. And so, when Livia called him one night, all upset, to tell him that the burglars of Bocadasse had cleaned out her apartment when she was out, he gave silent thanks to Genoa's thieves, then managed to express his dismay, though not as much as he should have. The telephone started ringing. His first reaction was to shut his eyes even more tightly but it didn't work. It's a well-known fact that sight and hearing are not the same thing. He should have plugged his ears, but he preferred to bury his head under the pillow. Nothing doing. The ringing, faint and distant, continued. He got up, cursing the saints, went into the other room, and picked up the receiver. Montalbano here. I should say hello, but I won't. I'm not ready to. There was a long silence at the other end, then the sound of the phone hanging up. What now, after that brilliant move? Go back to bed and continue to stew over the new president of Interbanco, who, when he was still Comrade Martello, once publicly shat on a trayful of ten thousand lire notes? Or put on his bathing suit and have a nice swim in the freezing water? He opted for the second course. It might help him simmer down. He jumped in the water and immediately became half-paralyzed. Would he ever get it through his head that at age fifty this was no longer a good idea? that the time for such bravado was over. He headed gloomily back to the house and could already hear the phone ringing from thirty feet away. His only choice was to accept things as they were, and for starters, to answer the phone. It was Fazio. Tell me something, was it you who called fifteen minutes ago? No, chief, it was Catarella. He said you said you weren't ready to say hello. So I let a little time pass and then called back myself. Feel ready now, chief? How can you be so funny first thing in the morning, Fazio? Are you at the office? No, chief. Somebody got killed. Zap. What's that supposed to mean, zap? He got shot. No, a pistol shot goes bang. A lupara goes boom. A machine gun goes rat a tat a tat a tat And a knife goes swiss. Then it was a bang, chief. Just one shot. To the face. Where are you? At the scene of the crime. Isn't that what they call it? Via Cavour 44. You know where it is? Yeah, I know. Was he shot at home? 
He was just coming home, sticking his key in the front door. They left him sprawling on the sidewalk. Can a murder ever be said to happen at the right moment? No, never. A death is always a death. Nevertheless, it was a concrete, incontrovertible fact that Montalbano, while driving to Via Cavour 44, felt his bad mood passing. Jumping right into an investigation would help to chase away the dark thoughts that had cluttered his mind upon awakening. When he got there, he had to fight his way through the crowd. Like flies drawn to shit, even though it was barely daybreak, an excited throng of men and women blocked the street. There was even a girl with a baby in her arms. The little thing gaped wide-eyed at the scene, and the mother's teaching methods made his cojones spin. "'Everybody out of here!' A few people started to move away at once, while others had to be shoved by Galuzzo. But one could still hear moaning, a kind of sustained whimper.